Welcome to God's Watchmen. Thank you for tuning in. And for those who don't know how to find us, check us out on godswatchmen.com. Again, godswatchmen.com. There's a lot of good testimonies to listen to. And tonight we have the privilege to be able to sit down with both Bob and Tessa. It's been such a blessing to hear each side of their stories. And now tonight we are kind of just going to recap their story of redemption and the beauty of marriage. So... We have Caleb here. He's going to open us up. Hey, 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 Bob. Hey, Tessa. Hello, hello. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Austin. <laughs> hey, hey. So my my first question is, did you guys listen to each other's episodes, and what was that like for you guys? Oh, we totally listened to each other's episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we sat down and listened to them together. How many times? Um, wow. I think That's a great question. At least once, maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to mine like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I listened to it twice. I listened yeah. to hers, I think, one and a half. Yeah. Your buddy D- TJ, he said he listened to it like three times that day. Aww. Did he? Aww. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. great. Yeah. That's great. What were your, like, your initial thoughts when you, when you listened to them? Was there anything that really popped out to you? Um, I guess for me, I felt like a little emotional at mm-hmm. first when I first heard my husband's, um, cause we of course talked a little bit about it, you know, like leading up to it, we, we kind of shared a lot with each other, a lot of things, uh, because we definitely talk to each other a lot. We're pretty open and honest with each other. Um, and we know each other's past really pretty well. Yeah. And so it was almost like we had like a little little counseling sessions together before we came and did the interview. Um, Yeah. So it was a little emotional, but I was, I was proud of my husband for, yeah, for doing it, you know, cause it's, it's a little nerve wracking too. His his was pretty raw. Yeah. I was was proud Um, of him. I heard some feedback in the church that they really wanted their husband to listen to Bob's knowing knowing your background that they just wanted their husband to listen to it wow mm-hmm. that's cool yeah. that's encouraging so, and they were a little timid about how do i present this to my husband oh yeah, yeah. okay that makes yeah. sense yeah so yeah that is a tough one yeah yeah what about friends did you have any friends that had heard it and talked to you or said anything to you other than tj or yeah we had a Quite a few people came up to us and, you know, just gave us a hug and mm-hmm. said, hey, man, we heard your story. Great story. Thanks for sharing. And that was encouraging because, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, Tess knows this, that I, I struggle with, oddly enough, like speaking <laughs> in public and presenting. And um, so this speaking out into the open on the airwaves going out into the, you know, the ether was like, no way, no how, but Tess and I prayed about it and, you know, Pastor Tom backed it up and I thought, man, maybe this will help people. So that's that's our wish. That's our prayer. I had oh. lots of people praying for me because I was super like just emotional about it. Yep. And so I had like reached out to a couple of my prayer warriors. And I was mm-hmm. like, just pray for me. Just pray for God's will to be done. Just, yeah. just pray, you know? And so... And Jesus really knew where to send them. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. It is. You know, marriage is a 
universal thing, right? Yeah. So that, I guess we all need help everywhere. Yeah, yeah and it's a super holy sacrament. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that marriage is very important to God. Hmm. Very important. Because twice in the Bible, well, in um, Micah, I think it's the book of Micah, uh, God says, I hate divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's very important, you know. And even Jesus said that, that Moses allowed for divorce to happen because of the hardness yeah. of people's hearts. Mm. So like marriage really represents God in the church. Yeah. So, so very important S- to the Lord. Speaking of divorce with your guys' story of redemption, having that crazy past, um, how has forgiveness been an impact? How has forgiveness been impactful in your marriage? Meaning like as, Without forgiveness of one another, how did you guys be able to have a relationship? And um, have you guys had any problems from that time till now, even considering divorce? Well, I guess I'll jump in first. That's a good question. One of the main things, I think, uh, like a watershed moment in our relationship mm-hmm. um, and in our marriage came when Tessa and I both made a conscious and deliberate decision and we d- discussed it, I think even over the kitchen table, we both said, mm-hmm. look, we know we're both crazy, <laughs> like big, big love <laughs> and equally big, big hate. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this up and down cyclical thing, mm-hmm. but one thing we both want to agree on, and let's take divorce off the table. Mm. Yeah. And after we discussed that, and she agreed, and I agreed, uh, like a huge burden was lifted. Wow. Mm. And that solidified in my mind. Wow, she's sticking with me for the long haul. I don't have to self sabotage anymore. Um, because yeah. that was my past mo. Yeah. You know, I always knew she was miles above me, like on every level, looks, <laughs> spiritual. I mean, she's even taller than me. Like, it's like, I don't deserve her. Like, this is proof that God is a God of miracles. For someone yeah. like her to love a guy like me, she's it's like, me. <laughs> hey, I want to say yeah, something. Bob's funny. a super happy guy and friendly guy, but I have to say it's like five, ten percent happier than usual right now since tessa's here i can tell yeah (laughs) that's awesome it's because she encourages me so much man she's just like my number one cheerleader that's awesome uh, it's 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 come a long way that gives you motivation confidence oh it gives me everything because you know that's from the lord Mm. A, a wife is a gift from the lord so if she's an encourager your cheerleader cheering you on that keeps you like a little boy. Well, you're still, you're a man, but like on That's kind of what I saw in his eyes when like, Tessa was here. Like, a little, <laughs> like, like that excitement as that little yeah. kid, like, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I remember that with the divorce conversation. And um, I remember a time uh, when Bob and I went through a separation and we lived apart for like six months. Mm-hmm. To, to work on the marriage and to work on, you know, setting some, some appropriate boundaries, yeah. you know, because we were just really, really 
Right. It it was just we were very blinded by both of our pride and and anger and resentment and stuff. So during that time, um, I kind of expected him to be a certain way, and he wasn't like really doing that. So I was getting very frustrated. And one one morning when I was praying, I had said to the Lord, "I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm divorcing him. I'm done." Like he's not going to, nothing's going to change. I'm done. And then I got up off my knees and I went to go walk out of my bedroom. And do you guys ever listen to Dr. Charles Stanley? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. And one time he had said, don't you ever tell the Lord what you're going to do. And that Whoa. like echoed through my mind. Like I couldn't even open my bedroom door. And I was like, <sighs> and I went back and got on my knees and I was like, father, please forgive me. I, I'm sorry. I just am so like, oh, like just, and um, so that that really helped me with the whole divorce off the table thing, like personally, mm. aside from us doing it together. And then to touch on what you said about forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, even years after we got together and after we had the the dinner with the spaghetti, um. Even like a couple years after that, uh, Bob was working through some of his anger mm. and he had hurt. Tom was talking about fasting mm. and Bob said, you know, I think I'm going to fast. I'm going to do a three day fast. True. And I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so he did. And like, I couldn't believe like he was doing it. like the one day he did it and I'm just like, wow. And then the next day. And I was like, wow, he's really doing this. And then it was this weird thing that happened inside of me. I started to get kind of angry. And I was like, it, I'm just going to be honest. The thoughts that were going through my head was like, oh, does he really think that doing that is going to just cover all the stuff that we've been through? Mm. So I still had like bitterness in my heart. Wow. Yeah. And I- like. I didn't realize it. It wasn't like on the surface. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like he was fasting. And at first I was like, wow, that's really cool and supportive. But I noticed as he went, days went by, I got irritated. And I was like, why am I irritated? Mm. And so, but I didn't share any of this with him. I just kind of kept it to myself and was like talking about it with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, then on his third day, we had gone to our son's soccer game. And he was like, Tess, he's like, I am, I can't even think straight. He's like, I don't even know how I'm working. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I need to just follow you to Luke's soccer game. And I was like, all right, you know, and we're driving and I was so irritated with him. And I was like, Lord, why am I struggling? What is the problem? All of a sudden this car pulls out in front of me and the license plate, like the back of the license plate, it said forgiven. Mm. And I was like, you've forgiven him. I was like, you've you've forgiven him, Lord. You've wiped everything Mm. clean. And then it's like the Lord said to my spirit, have you? Mm. And I I realized that, like, I didn't fully forgive, you know? Like, like I've forgiven, we were working through things, but it it just kind of went so deep in my heart that um, it was kind of buried there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I thought, oh, we'll do all this stuff and it'll just make it all go away, the past. But it, yeah. So it it was pretty profound that I had realized that I hadn't fully forgiven. 
there was still some layers. Yeah, lots of layers. Yeah. So I just, I really just had to work through that. Like, and I Mm -hmm. had to, it had to be a choice, an act of my will. You know, I had to just choose it. And it was more than just saying it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It believing it or I don't know. Yeah, it was. This forgiveness to- topic is tough because it is tough. There's a lot of uh, I believe in myself. I'm I'm forgiveness. You know, I think something's forgiven, and what you're explaining is really touching mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it's. I think forgiveness happens like on a different level for each person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like the Bible says, um, no one can share. Like the human heart, no one can share its joy, and also no one can knows its own bitterness. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think each of us kind of have this. You know what I mean? Like, only the Lord can show us. Mm-hmm. Okay, this you're not ready. Something's not right yet. Mm. And definitely choosing, and um, yeah, it it just kind of comes along with. Just, just, I think just growing in, in our, for me, I think growing in my relationship with God, learning more about who he is, his character, mm-hmm. um, just reading the word and has really helped me to kind of s- see God for who he is more, to see me for who I am more, to make it a little easier to, to forgive Mm-hmm. To, to let go, yeah. To let go of things. I don't have to be justified. I don't have to be like vindicated. Yeah, it's it's such a heavy, deep. It is. Yeah. What's crazy is Bob was the one fasting, and this all happened to you separately. How dare you, Bob? How dare you? <laughs> I know you did it on purpose. <laughs> the, the Lord knows. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Well, we're one, right? Yeah. One flesh. So, yeah. like, and he's like the the head, like the authority, like the yeah. You know, so maybe him fasting started to break something in me. Yeah. That only God knew was in there through him fasting. For sure, something definitely I think happened. That's cool. In the heavenlies, on a spiritual level, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And in your side, your experience of that, what was that like for you, Bob? Other than not being able to think, <laughs> go into the Lucas's did, did, game. Did it help with your anger? <laughs> it did. Yeah, did it really it? did. Yeah. Did now, I mean, it does not to say that it doesn't flare up now and then still, but definitely I can say without a doubt that it doesn't have the same intensity. It definitely took the edge off. It yeah. most assuredly helped a lot. And yeah. um, that was just, you know, like my wife said, just dying to self and um, seeking counsel and just praying, praying my guts out and um, just asking the Lord to take this because that was mm-hmm. one of our biggest problems was my anger and the way I treated her, you know, mm-hmm. and my reactivity and how impulsive all that was meshed in there. And um, so that was a crucial step. Um is is releasing some of that anger and of course it was more than fasting a lot of it was therapy um you know yeah. i had to seek uh, professional licensed christian counseling <laughs> and i can't say enough of how that has helped me um in the past and i'm going to 
life strategy consultants. I'm going to give them a shout out. They're on Main Street in Myerstown. And um, that just did wonders mm. for me. Amen. Um, so that just helped peel back all the onion layers of junk that I was holding on to. And Yeah. So any men out there that feel ashamed, uh, fearful, feel weak, or so-called emotional, we need to speak if we have things deep down, so don't feel free. I mean, mm. don't feel scared to, to get help because... Oh, absolutely. You just I. Well, that's one of the things that kept, I think, us in so much dysfunction for so long was being in the dark, right? We know how bacteria and the infestation loves to kind of lurk and thrive in the dark. And when you put the light on, right, it's the absence of darkness. Mm -hmm. And that's what really the light of the Lord Jesus Christ did in our lives. And we started opening up and being honest with people. And we were surprised that people didn't judge us. People didn't you know, condemn me. And I was genuinely like, wow, blown away by that. The stigma of, you know, uh, not having a perfect marriage. Everybody hides from that, but you can't get fixed in that. (laughs) So you talked on Charles Stanley, right? Yeah. I'm reading the Spirit-Filled Life book. Oh, great. And it was talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. And what you were saying just made me think of this. Cool. He wrote, take courage. The Holy Spirit has never produced a wimp or failure. Just the opposite is true. Mm. That's awesome. I love Charles Stanley. Yeah. You know, in them moments of weakness. Yep. That's where, right, where God wants us. Yep. For him to be glorified, but in like pride or whatever, we don't want to show that weakness and we think of we're being wimpy. Yeah. Right, because you don't want to be broken. Yeah. It's very it, vulnerable. It's very But in them moments, yeah. them people that right, fear a man for me, worrying about what other people think. Yep. That wow, they didn't look at me as a wimp. Yep. They're like, wow, God is real. Yep. Alive. Jesus is moving. Yeah, when we are weak, he is strong. Amen. I love that I can see you guys that, and you talk about having these deep conversations and just loving to talk with each other, that you have that um, that deep connection from being vulnerable and mm-hmm. being weak. And um, that I think makes you more comfortable and able to enjoy life more because of that, because you're freed from that weight and giving that to to the Lord for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool, like, because from our past, like, we did that whole, I feel like because we come from a background where we partied together, we were very, like, open with each other with that, right? Mm -hmm. But that was all, like, dysfunctional. Yeah. But, and we've been together for, it's been over 20 years that we've been together, Mm -hmm. that we've, you know, dated, we haven't been married that long, but... So we know each other really well. And we've been through so much together that and now with like our relationship with God, like him having his relationship and me having my relationship, it just leaves us even more able to be open with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about a lot of, th- we talk about the Lord a lot together. Like it's very fun when we get to read scripture together 
it's not often um, because we're both just we're, the morning comes and we're kind of both love ya. Sometimes we can pray together and we're kind of just on our way. Mm-hmm. But when we do sit down and we're able to read together, we get into these great conversations Sweet. and it's really cool. And um, yeah, just, and I want to say too, um, I think when you're together for a, a long period of time yeah. and you've been through so much together, it almost makes the relationship even more special. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you have like so many memories together. Yeah. Like I sit sometimes and I think, like I don't really want to do this with anybody else. Like I don't really want to do this life with anybody else. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He just has so much of me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so much of my memories. So. It, it's definitely deep, and it goes way beyond you know looks and uh, this outer surface. Yeah. It goes really, really deep. And you made a good point. You know, we not only do we have a lot of time and love and energy and memories invested, but it's um, like the longer I'm married to you, it's weird, but it's almost like Pastor Tom always says, like, I love you even more now than when I first met you. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to explain, but, you, you know. Yeah. And that's a good sign. It means we're on the right path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep beaming at each other when they're talking for those that can't see. Yeah, they're smiling ear to ear. Their smiles are shining. So Tessa, what is something uh unique about Bob that that you like that's just different about him that you really treasure? Um I I definitely love his sense of humor. Is that a talent or a gift? <laughs> I think both. It's a curse occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. love his sense of humor. Yeah. And um he's very, you know, he's a very kind person. Like his heart is very kind. That's definitely something that attracted me to him when we were friends. Mm-hmm. Like when we were just all friends together, like I, he was always one of my favorite people. Yeah. Just because of that. Like he was just really just kind to kind of think out of outside of himself. Yeah, yeah, like definitely was always giving to others, you know, and like always just friendly to others and funny and would just kind of talk to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and he was really good with um, my daughter, Avery. He was so good with Avery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's fun to watch him with Hazley now and with Levi because it just... Brings back the memories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of Hazley, uh, that's our granddaughter. She's five years old now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's so cool. Like, I shared this before with you guys, but, like, I, I just forgot because our children, Avery and Lucas, are older now. I just forgot how cool little kids were and, like, how special. And it's just different from a grandparent's perspective, our vantage point. We have a lot more grace, and our hearts are a little bit more open and bigger, it seems, when it comes to little kids. And, um just a real cool story she um you know how i guess you guys don't know you're awfully young but when you get older and you become grandparents there's going to come a point in time where you have to pick a grandparent name oh title right you like oh wow and it sticks yes you know do you want to be uh papa papa do you want to be mama do you want to be grandma grandpa papa so tess and i were talking and we were debating like you know what do we want to be and she said she would like to be known as Gigi 
in honor, I think, of her. Is it your? No. Okay, that was. I wanted to be pop because that was how I knew my grandpa as just pop. Mm-hmm. And um, so Hazley, I think she was three at the time. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was so awesome. She was like, she was okay with calling her Gigi, and like she was so in love with Gigi, and she knew Gigi so well, and she knew me too. But I was kind of like. Uh, uh, I don't know, like a singular male. So she was a little standoff at, for, uh, at first. Mm-hmm. And I became known as Gigi Pop. <laughs> I was just simply uh, a fraction. Yeah. Right? I was only a fraction yeah. of her. I didn't even have my own identity. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> Gigi Pop. And I thought that is so cool. And I am A-okay with that, that I can be a fraction of my wife. But when you really think about it, it is so cool because that's how she sees us. Because we're always together now. Mm-hmm. We are like a two-headed friendly monster that comes around once a week with chocolate <laughs> and gifts. Yeah. And that's how, in a three-year-old's little brain, she sees us. Yeah. And I thought, boy, that is beautiful. And what she doesn't see behind the scenes to get that is a lot of intentionality, a lot of sacrifice, mm-hmm. a lot of love, work, and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That that little girl doesn't have the luxury of seeing, but the outcome is this, you know, double package deal. We're a twofer. We're a two for one. We're monster. never hardly in her <laughs> mind alone, right? Yeah. And I thought that is so special, and that's where the Lord has taken us now, full circle, and that's a blessing. Yeah, she, that's she's amazing. awesome. She's in my uh, Kingdom Kids class, and <laughs> when you ask the kids to come pray, they stand up and they run forward. And yesterday she was, and she runs up, Aww. and she's so sweet, and she prays, and you can tell she loves Jesus. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, Gigi Pop. Gigi What's Pop. Up? What is something you found uh, or is unique about uh, Tessa and that you really love and treasure? Oh, wow. Oh, man, there's so much. I we mean, just put you on the spot. Flipping, flipping the question on you. Yeah. Uh. No, that's that's actually an easy one to answer. Um, I would say I love how she laughs at my corny jokes. Like, <laughs> I have a captive audience with Perfect. her. Yeah. And she legitimately thinks I'm funny. Yeah, so that, that just builds me up to no end. Like, I puff my chest out when I'm around her. Like, And to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yes, it keeps absolutely. you going. Absolutely, it does. It fuels my tank, you know, my love tank. And um, but yeah, I I love to make her laugh, and um, and it's just I know her so well, and I love her for who she is. And I really believe, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, but I think she is actually going to get a medal when she gets to heaven because of you know she's just going to be like. Uh, drowning in crowns because of the stuff that mm-hmm. she has been through and just how she has overcome. She is such a warrior and she has, she's my biggest teacher. You know, she has taught me mm. so much stuff. I mm-hmm. get a lot of my wisdom from her. And um, actually, she's taught me more than Pastor Tom. <laughs> and that's saying a lot, you know, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an honor and a real privilege to be, uh, to be called your husband. So that's the truth, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Love Tank. So have you guys read the Five Love Languages book? Have you guys gone through that? I have it. You have it. I have it. I read a little bit of it, 
probably just heard a little bit more about it than read the book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was wondering what you would consider like your love language, like you guys, like what do you think, what kind of makes Bob feel loved and, uh, you know, what makes you feel loved, Tessa? Like what are those? And so the five language, love languages is like um, acts of service, uh, physical touch, um, there, that's like, as far as my brain goes. I, think, I, I don't is it know. Words of affirmation. Like, I definitely think. Yeah. Yeah. Words I think, of affirmation. Yeah, I definitely think one of his would so we be. We got words three of out of the five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing pretty good. Hey, Google. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, the five oh love it works. <laughs> what are the five love languages? Oh, here we go. It just took, and it just said, oh, it works. <laughs> 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 but words of affirmation for Bob, you yeah. think? Yeah, okay. I do think. I think encouragement is super. He needs just encouragement. I think he, he gets down on himself and he doesn't really see like all his potential mm. naturally. You know what I mean? So, wow, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but I totally see it, you know, and um, other people see it. So definitely words of affirmation and... I think he might like like little gifts. You know what I mean? Like not, mm. he doesn't really, like for Christmas, I'll be like, what do you want? He's like, oh, I'm good. I don't need anything. But like if I like buy like his favorite like stuff, like he likes some little Vienna sausages. So like if uh, I'm yeah. at the store and I grab him. <laughs> like, are horrible. He's just like, he's just like, oh, babe, you got me these, you know. The so Vienna like, sausages. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's joking right now saying that no, these things are horrible. Them. He <laughs> loves them. They're gross, but I like them. It's kind of a weird thing. Hey, our, our weirdness. Speaking of weirdness, can I change the subject? Yeah, Go you for can, it. Yeah. Being in a festive mood. And we're so close to Christmas. Tessa and I, we decided to get you guys some Christmas gifts. <gasps> nah. Caleb. Ooh. <laughs> Nothing's going to jump out at me, huh? <laughs> no. So by, by the way, Bob got us uh, hot chocolate already. Yeah. Which is like the best tasting hot chocolate I've ever had. It's really it's good. Rudders. Yeah. This, this isn't a brownie, is it? You might want to wait to open that at Christmas. <laughs> no. Open it now, definitely. No, you can open. I'm just kidding. <laughs> open it now. All right. Do I gotta close my eyes? No. All right, we are opening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, 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 peanut butter sandwich. You you want me to take a bite? <laughs> That's up to you, sir. That's good peanut butter. I. It's Jeff. It, it's sanitized. <laughs> it's Jeff. It's clean and sanitized. <laughs> so those listening, I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich. I I got a I got a nice can of uh, Blue Harbor Wild Alcor Solid White Tuna in water. Yo, Merry Christmas, you guys! I I thank you. Yo, this got 30, 32 grams of protein in this little can right here. I might not be able to speak. I know. That's probably the worst thing ever to eat while you're on the microphone. Should I crack open some tuna? That's up to you, sir. Never underestimate the power and endless hours of fun from so, a fine Caleb, product. Let me see. You hear that? There we oh, go. That That's cool. some tuna. That was neat. All right, Ooh. I'm going to try a little piece. 
can't believe they're eating it right oh, now. Oh, it's a nice. Yeah, this <laughs> is this is really nice. It's not like perforated or anything. Dude, if we had video right now, this would be perfect. Austin, for the record, the the peanut butter sandwich was her idea. That's awesome. I just threw you under the bus, babe. <laughs> That's a good, good gift. That's actually pretty good. I'm not even a big fan of tuna, but... <laughs> Caleb, you don't have to eat it. Caleb's intrigued over here. So we got tuna in the middle of the table for pickings, you know, kind of like... It's like a buffet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a Christmas and, buffet. And enjoy the peanut butter sandwich. That's right. Thank you guys so much. You're quite <laughs> welcome. Appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. I think that confirms what you were saying about Bob. Yes. Is words yeah. of affirmation. And he's weird. And uh, <laughs> no. and his jokes. And gifts. And because gifts. usually givers, and I think Bob's a giver, mm-hmm. like to receive gifts too. So I think you nailed that one, Tessa. Yeah. 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 Yay. If, if, yeah, if there was enough evidence already that you guys know each other so well, there's some <laughs> more right there. Yeah. Forget my question. Oh. So what are the the little things that you do for each other to go out of each other's way to love one another? Good tuna, too. You know, I think a lot of it is <clears throat> marriage. Uh, the older I get, the more I'm finding out is really an exercise in sacrifice. Mm. <clears throat> and I believe that Jesus kind of modeled that throughout the Bible, right? Like um, we can get real true happiness, our hearts desired uh, when we decide to sacrifice. And like we talked about earlier, marriage is really two becoming one. And um, so like she just loves, she sacrifices a lot for me and that doesn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. And that, that feeds me a part of me, the primal part of me uh, that likes to be respected, that wants to be respected as the man and the husband. And over the years, she has like really um, excelled at that, at loving me and sacrificing. So then in turn, I want to reciprocate and give that back to her and sacrifice. Awesome. So I think we're starting to finally feel genuine joy and comfort in sacrificing to one another and seeing mm. each other's happiness. Mm. Would that be safe to say? I think so. Yeah. Like I really like to go for walks. Um, I just really like to go for walks and like long walks. And um, Bob walks around a lot at work. And um, so he would go for walks with me, even though I knew he did not want to like, Aww. but he would go with, mm-hmm. you know, and um so that was pre- that's pretty cool, you know, because we would have time to talk then, and um, and he likes to watch UFC, so nice. like guilty pleasure. On Saturday nights, like, like I always say, I'm always like, babe, are, are people hitting each other tonight? And he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, is it important people hitting each other tonight, or is it like? And he's like, well, you know, I'd like to see these people. So Sean O'Malley important? <laughs> or? Oh yeah. <laughs> I like the Sugar Show. Yeah. So he like. He hangs out and watches the fights on a Saturday night. And I just kind of hang out on the couch. Sometimes I'll read or I'll watch with him or so. Yeah. And like, I probably wouldn't like choose to watch UFC, but I don't know. It's kind of fun to hang out with him 
Do you know what I mean? Like, Does he get up out of the couch and try to do the moves no. in the air? <laughs> no, but he like tenses up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> kind of like that. Mm. A little bit. And his mouth will go a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then I watch like stupid videos on Instagram of those animals. And oh, at commercials, yeah. I'd be like, look. And then we laugh at the animals. Yeah, then you get sucked in. Like five hours later, you're <laughs> completely brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like Tessa, maybe quality time is a love language of yours. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Her love is spelled T-I-M-E for sure. Time. <laughs> that's good you picked up on that. Quality time. time. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's kind of the court I come from. So I get that for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, taking taking walks after a day of work. Yeah, no, it's a nice guy right there. Yeah, it's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me through this whole marriage, God has shown you both more and more of who He is, just through the marriage. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and yeah. I through- feel like that's. How that's really the only reason we could keep going um, is that triangle. You know, if we keep Jesus at the top of that triangle and uh, her and I on the bottom there, as long as we keep him at mm-hmm. the top and center, they'd say the triangle is one of the strongest structures, you know, known yeah. to mankind. And as long as he's at the top, <laughs> we find our identity in him, everything else will kind of just fall into place. Yeah, now with Christ being. Your eyes on Christ and your marriage, you know, loving one another. He helps you to be equipped to go serve at work, you at work. Yeah. Whoever you encounter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember when we, when we got married, the pastor that married us, mm-hmm. um, he was really cool. He met with us for like six weeks and he explained so much to us about like biblical marriage like Mm -hmm. he showed us passages in peter and ephesians i i didn't know that i didn't know about that at all when when he showed that to us and i feel like that was kind of like a big starting journey on on like my walk with christ um and uh yeah that that was very helpful and even when we watched about two years ago for our wedding anniversary, we watched our video when we got married mm-hmm. and just the stuff that the pastor was saying, it it was really cool. It was like almost a little bit prophetic. He just said, you know, like after he married us, he just turned around and spoke to both of us before he announced us husband and wife and said, you know, about when times, when troubled times come, I'm just a phone call away. And he said, and I'm not talking about me, the pastor said, he said, I'm talking about God. He said, I'm talking about prayer. Mm. He said, when you go through hard times, you need to pray. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you remember that? And yeah. we watched that and I was like, wow, I yeah. didn't realize then when when we got married, because we were still way in our, our partying, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, but it was really cool. So like, yeah, praying to God, talking to God, um, like even if I'm if I'm upset with my husband about something, I talk to God. Mm-hmm. I I try to talk to God first, even before I talk with my husband about it, because I really need the Lord to to deal with me first. I really yeah. need Him to change my perspective, because it's easy for me to like kind of attack my husband with something, and like God reminds me of that whole principle of authority that has just been huge 
for me that it's how I talk to him like is is super important and like even if we would get into like an argument and I would be disrespectful like the Lord convicts me and he says even if I feel like I'm in the right the Lord says you need to apologize for being disrespectful you know like yeah that's awesome it's just I was going to ask how do you guys handle your problems today well to touch on that is so like you guys have heard the saying uh, we have to be the change that we want to see. Mm-hmm. You have to be the change yeah. that you want to see. And like I said, I've watched her do that. I've watched <clears throat> the Lord work in her heart on a personal level through his word, change her from the inside out. And what was once a you know very uh, strong-willed, uh, fierce woman, <clears throat> she is getting uh, a better relationship with Jesus. And it's just by watching her, it's softening mm-hmm. my heart, right? And she's checking her heart first. Like she'll she'll go to the Lord and say, well, what's my backyard look like? Before I start looking at his backyard, I need to look at my backyard. Is my backyard clean? And I watch her do this. And it's so beautiful because, you know, we talk about First Peter here. If you don't mind, can I quick read this? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> this is chapter three from First Peter uh Verse 1, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. And here it is. This is the best part. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, that was me for most of our marriage. Mm. I was an absolute heathen. Your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. And that's how she won me over. Remember the whole spaghetti uh, dinner? That yeah. Was, that was that. That yeah. was her dying herself. And then I followed suit, you know, soon thereafter. But then it goes on to say, you know, about the husbands. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Mm-hmm. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Amen. And that was the thing for most of our marriage. I can honestly say she wasn't respecting me because I wasn't worthy of her respect. I was behaving like a little 12 year old boy. You know, I didn't want to grow up. Yeah. And, um, I was mistreating her, not loving her proper. So the respect wasn't reciprocal Mm -hmm. and it was going the opposite direction. Now, you know, after we both submitted, it's going quite the other direction. Yeah. So. Yeah. God is, is the most important. He is the number one heart of, our relationship yeah his word and knowing him and growing in our relationships personally with him yeah yeah without him we would not be able to do this together yeah you know hearts are just naturally hard yeah so what would you tell a hurting couple out there now that's struggling in their marriage how would you encourage them I would say just really just run to the Lord. Just find, first of all, if you don't know Christ, you need to just accept him. Accept that he died for you. He died in your place and that he can cleanse you and he can make you new. And so you need to accept Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then you need to find, you need to find a good Bible teaching church 
where you can learn the word so that you can learn how to read the word for yourself mm-hmm. so that you can sit and read your Bible and let the Lord speak to you because um, your relationship with him is key. It That's the only way you're going to know how to be who he created you to be because a woman has a, a special purpose and God has a plan for each woman and only really the Lord can heal those hurts. Mm-hmm. Only the Lord can can help you to forgive. Only the Lord can 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 bind up those wounds. Um can can make the suffering and and the trials make sense. Yeah. Um and only the Lord can show you how to love somebody because you have to let him love you first. Mm. You have to receive his love. So I think, you know, for me, you know, to share with women, you just, you really need Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, Yeah, that's a great question. I guess I would say what's helped me is the man uh, get through this thing, our relationship, and to grow and to love her more is... um, listening to her, being less critical of her Mm. and listening more to her and um, setting boundaries. If the people that are listening are in a relationship and it's not healthy, um, there needs to be boundaries set. And that proved to be uh, just such a watershed blessing in our marriage. She had to set a boundary with me because I was unhealthy and toxic you know, and I was getting dangerously close to getting abusive with her, and that's a slippery slope. And mm-hmm. it was necessary for me to be separated from her for six months out of my house. And without that boundary being set, um, it probably would have got worse and would have only went downhill. But I would say to the wives, you know, if your husband's toxic and you know, not on the level and showing all his cards and he's doing a lot of sin behind your back. Mm. You have to set a boundary. You know, I'm not saying divorce, but perhaps, you know, a a hard line in the sand saying, look, I don't deserve this. I'm created in the image of God and God loves me. I don't deserve this mistreatment and I won't put up with it anymore. You need to step off. You need to take a break and go away somewhere for a while. And a lot of marriages, you know, that's necessary, but a I think I found, you know, uh, and, and you might agree, a lot of women won't do that. They're afraid to speak. They're afraid to set boundaries. And a guy is just going to behave like a spandex male unless he's forced to mm, play yeah. his hand. And mm. a lot of times we're stubborn, spoiled brats. We need a hard line. And I'm grateful that she was bold enough to uh, draw that hard line in the sand. In the Lord protects, uses that weakness to speak into you to be like, I guess that's the direction I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. He breaks us down. (laughs) Yeah. And our true colors come out then, right? Once we, once we put everything out on the table and then you can see the real character of who you're invested in. Mm -hmm. Well, and what Bob's talking about with the boundary, I got that from reaching out to to people at the church. Mm. So, um, and I, I reached out to Pastor Tom 
and sue because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And they suggested a separation period to stay together, but to set yeah. a limit. And so I really needed that help. You know, I don't know that I could have done that without someone su suggesting it to me. I didn't even think of that. You know mm. what I mean? Like I was so just a mess and just upset and just in it that I couldn't think clear. And so we, you do need to involve, there needs to be people that you can trust, like yeah. a support system to just get that started, you know? Mm -hmm. And and God, I believe that we were being obedient to God by being by going to our pastor, like yeah. our, our spiritual authority being obedient. And it was, it was crazy at first. Like that was a really hard time in our life. Yeah, that was really hard for both of us. But looking back, that started the ball rolling of getting healthy yeah. and appropriate and in God's will. Yeah, letting people know the truth, bringing you know, putting a light on the darkness, and mentorship. You know, her being mentored, me being mentored over the years has helped me um, a big time. Like I'll never forget the time after we had gotten back together again. We were. Uh, going to church and trying to do the right thing, but we were still very raw, rough, and I was still the same old me. And I remember uh, I had a sit-down breakfast with my um, my friend and spiritual mentor at the time, Tom Stam, and we ate breakfast together, and I was complaining about Tessa to him. And I opened up the Bible, and I was doing that typical thing where I'm using the word against my wife to you know justify my behavior. Yeah. And um, I opened it up to Ephesians, and I said, look, Tom, listen to this. Verse 22 says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. I said, she doesn't listen to me. She doesn't submit to me. He said, Bobby, why are you reading that? And I looked at him. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? I said, it's in the Bible. He said, yeah, but it says it's for wives. Are you the wife? I said, no. He said, don't read that. That's not for you. That's a one-on-one -on -one conversation between the Lord and your wife. Why don't you skip that and look down at the next passage for husbands. <laughs> this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her well. to make her holy and clean, <laughs> washed by the cleansing of God's word. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> oh, it stumped me. <laughs> um, that's gonna... That stumped me because I had nothing to say. He was right, you know, and... Uh, how it is. <laughs> how do you say your name again? Tom Stam. No. What, how how do you say that to you, uh, Bobby? Oh, he looked at me. He said, "Bobby." He said, "Why are you reading that?" <laughs> Bobby, why are you reading that? <laughs> he said, "That's not your business. That's the Lord talking to the wives." Mm, I was like, mm. "Wow, he's right." <laughs> yeah. I got to worry about my own backyard, my heart, how I'm treating her before I expect her to respect me back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, just mm -hmm. as I have to worry about my backyard and how I'm treating you. Yeah. You know, it's it's just getting in line with, with the Lord. And yeah, we can only control one person, and that's you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It smells like tuna in here. It does. I know. I got... I wonder why. I got, my mouth tastes <laughs> like hot cocoa, peanut butter, and I didn't eat tuna yet, so... But, uh... It's good. It's good. As time's winded down, Caleb, do you have anything that you'd like to share? I think that it. I think that's it. But I'm just so thankful that you guys uh, yeah. 
you guys came on and just got to hang out and yeah sure i really yeah. appreciate it yeah thanks for the gifts you're welcome yes yes uh, thank you you guys have anything <laughs> you'd like to share any thoughts opinions comments you want to close with anything um yeah just thank you guys for this opportunity mm -hmm. you know to invite us on to your podcast and to let us share our story um yeah, because when you go through hard things, um, it's good to know that you can help people out of them, yeah. you know? So I'm really grateful that the Lord put it on your guys' heart to start this podcast, to invite people on, to mm -hmm. give their testimony, to share their stories, to help others. Yeah. Because it's scary to go and reach out for help. Mm -hmm. And sometimes listening to things like this when you're on your own is just the help that you need, yeah. you know? So... Uh, I hope that this opens up a, another doorway to allow other couples to be open to, you know, we don't have to do the three episode thing, but yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But to have more couples sit and talk because it's powerful. I mean, you know, I come from a broken family. There's a lot of kids out there that are experiencing yeah. broken families. And as that keeps going on and on, Male, female, they don't know how to love. Right. You know, so. Right. It's interesting you said that because uh, in thinking about prepping for what we would say here tonight, like the scripture kept coming into my mind about, um, do you guys remember when Jesus was on the lake and uh, he took a nap and the disciples are in the boat yeah, and a storm out of nowhere comes and they're all scared and freaking out and it's taking on water and they're all going to drown and they wake him up. And uh, Jesus silences the storm. You know, it says he rebuked the wind and the rain. Mm -hmm. And I just think, oh, wow, like <laughs> that's what Jesus did uh, to the mouth of Satan concerning my marriage to my wife. Like mm -hmm. Jesus silenced Satan. Like, I, mm. my grandparents raised me. They're Pennsylvania Dutch. My grandma always used to say this thing, hush or gush. Mm. Hush or gush. Hush it or meant, gush. It meant shut up. <laughs> and I just picture Jesus, you know, telling the storm, hush or gush. You have no power or authority here. Mm. And because my wife and I decided to finally give our lives to Jesus and obey he blessed us, and he blessed us by silencing the mouth of Satan. And he said, Satan, you no longer have authority over this marriage. I lay claim mm. to this, this family. And Tessa and I over the years have watched the fruits of that obedience, and we've watched it in our kids. And Amen. our kids are just so awesome. We could not be more proud of Avery and Lucas mm -hmm. and how they're living their lives. And they're not living it the way that we were when we were their age, right? And we're watching the first fruits of that obedience. And the Bible says it, if you obey, you will be blessed. Yeah. And so Jesus just stopped that record, that vicious cycle, that ancestral sin of divorce, chaos, and drugs, and madness by my wife first submitting to him. And uh, I would just encourage any listeners, don't give up. <laughs> Jesus could be on your side. Mm. Don't give up. Yep. Mm. Amen.
And the only person you can control is yourself. Yeah, so I have. Yes, absolutely. An awesome verse. Psalms 47.2. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. Again, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. I think I read it wrong because I got the lighting in here. No, <laughs> it sounds good. Peanut yeah. butter jelly but, sandwich. Uh, it says, verse one, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. That's right. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. That's right. And then LT, it says, come everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. That's right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Bob, would you pray us out? Yeah. Oh, sure. It'd be an honor. Yeah. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so, so much uh, for being with us tonight. Thank you for being very much alive and present. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for taking us through the storms and trials of this life. Just thank you for being a rock. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being a, a steer in a blizzard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we love you so much, Lord, and we're so thankful. And uh, we just pray that this message would um, encourage and possibly, if it be your will, teach uh, other couples. And uh, that it would um, just bring people into your word, Lord. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I thank you for my wife and her love and her heart and her forgiveness. And uh, we're just grateful for the church, and we thank you for uh, the technology and the knowledge that these two men uh, possess, that they're able to sit here and mix sound and make this happen. And uh, I thank you for Caleb and Austin. I pray you would just continue to bless the ministry. And uh, we love you, God, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.